it's your man DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast, man. And you know I hate doing any episode without my dog, my partner, my guy. He's back in the building. What's up, man? Keith. What it is, what it is. How you feeling, my people? What's good, bro? Can't complain, man. Can't complain. Weekend vibes. Chilling. Happy to be here recording the podcast. You know how I go. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I'm just here. I just came from the, uh, the county park. That's what life is on the weekends for me. Going to the county park, hitting the playground there. That was that was lit. Then I went to Trader Joe's. That was butters. <laughs> <laughs> so you already know. Nah, that's what's up, man. Um, that's that's yeah. the suburban weekend lifestyle you living over there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How is you know what I want to ask you? Uh, how was parenthood? You think changed you? Because you're, you're a year into it now. How was you? How do you think it's changed you in any way, shape, or form? Uh, I, well, I think start me, with the Barbara Walter Jason. questions. me you and jason was talking about it uh in the sense that um you learn to be more flexible where uh, i liked having my stuff set up a certain way because that's what brought me success but having a kid they don't got no schedule well they they don't care about your schedule let me say that so you you do have to become more flexible so i've become more flexible uh more creative with how i use my time i still want to accomplish certain things whether it's my health or career or whatever it is, I still want to accomplish stuff. Uh, so having to be flexible and finding, creating the time to to do the stuff that I want to do, even though I got a kid who doesn't care about my schedule. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was always thinking that, like, you were pretty rigid in terms of, like, your scheduling and just, and in a good way, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a lot of people that I knew that were in our age group or our, like, uh, you know, our generation, they weren't as... Uh, disciplined with their time as I guess like maybe you specs pretty disciplined with his time as well um I'm not sure if it's like the military background but um I was so I was wondering how that changed because I know with his kids you can't have that you know what I'm saying they not li- right, they right. don't care about it they're they not rocking with that yeah I think the rigidity like the having that structure you can still have the structure the sh- what the structure affords you is you mentioned the military the structure affords you uh some sp- some space to to be creative like once you operate in that structure when something flies at you you know what to do you just got to shift things because it's not going to go um exactly as you planned it or exactly as you practiced it but um if you have that that framework you'll be like all right well from eight to nine was workout time but today is not going to be that it's going to be you know kid time or the kid is sick so it's going to be um urgent care time and then i'm going to slide this workout time to thursday at three if I can do it at that time or mm-hmm. two 30 minute sessions like stuff like that like keeping that structure but but um it, it won't look exactly how you, you put it on paper yeah it's like being more creative with it you got to roll with the punches yeah yeah, she, like yeah creativity yeah, yeah, yeah now um and something that I hit that hit me too I, I, I was talking about it last week when I was rocking with my man Ambro was um I just had a realization right like let's say this is the only kid I have um shout out to my daughter um 18 years from now, she might go to college, right? Move out the crib. Now, let's say I spend this amount of time. That's about 10 years from now. And really, you know what I mean? As a parent, you're, you're dedicating your life to making sure that their lives better and that, you know, you're helping them get ahead and all that. Mm-hmm. What if I just wake up, you know, 18 years old? I'd, I'd, I'd be 48 at the time, but I dedicated so much time to parenthood that I don't know myself. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I'm nervous about. It's like, yo, keep keep your interests, keep your dreams, keep your goals. And that's why I'm, I'm real happy with the bike riding thing you see me getting into a little bit nowadays. Because, it, one, it makes me feel like a kid again. It's just that, like, there's no financial gain from it. There's no social status to get from it. It really is genuinely, I like bombing hills and riding downhill. 
<laughs> on a bike. Like it's it's like fun shit. So it's like stuff like that. I'm like, all right, what, what's what's the next thing? What what else makes me feel like a kid? Like I want to discover that next thing in addition to like going hard with the bike. Like I broke my pedal yesterday while riding. Um, I gotta send you the picture, but like, I wasn't even like mad about it. I was like, oh shit, now I get to fix a pedal. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know what I'm saying? Like I get to, I I get to add that like a notch on my belt. Like, ah, shit, I I ain't about to pay no repair, man. I'm about to figure this out. Cause I, I, I tried a little Gorilla Glue uh, repair. I hit the, um, not, not Gorilla Glue, the Gorilla (laughs) Tape. (laughs) I threw the Gorilla Tape on the pedal. Uh, I had to to get home. (laughs) But, um, okay, you were, you were out. Like, okay. Yeah. But then the joint, I kept riding with a couple, I guess it happened a couple days ago. But then I was like, I got Gorilla Tape. I'm good. <laughs> wow. No commercials really got you, bro. <laughs> the Flexi Seal dude got you, man. Shit <laughs> don't really work in that Flex way. Seal. I try to fix my pool. I try to fix my pool with some Flexi Seal. I said, all right, let me just spray this black shit all over the, the outside of the pool. <laughs> shit just kept leaking. I'm like, now I got this black this, this black tar just randomly on my pool, and the shit still leaks. So Can't sue nobody. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Nah, but uh, yeah, that's something. I, that's that. Like, well, I couldn't ride today because I gotta fix a pedal. But I don't know. Like, I didn't care. I went and got a new pedal. I got two new pedals, matter of fact. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw them on. I had to install. I don't got a kickstand on my shit either. I was like, I was, I might put a kickstand on my joint. But I, I, I bought one. I just never installed it. Um, but just like shit like that. I don't know. Like I used to. I don't know. You really to put a pin on everything. Like you really gotta find what makes you happy. What makes you smile. And I guess I'm lucky that I like DJing and podcasting. That makes me feel alive and like a kid too. So I can put my energy into that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think that is a fair amount of waking up one day, 48, 50 years old. will be like, what is, what is, what is, what does Chris even like to do? Well, I mean, the truth is though, is that you'll just become a new person. So I, I think it's, I, maybe it's part of that. I, I've never, I've never hit that empty nester stage. Uh, probably won't happen no time soon either, but um, it, it's about embracing that new you. Because there's a lot of people, like at my job, I have mentors and stuff, and people say that you know, like what you do is like, oh, me and my wife, we went out on a date, and we just got to know each other again because you just like new people now. It's like, all right, it's been for some people, it might have been like 20, 30 years since the last, like since they knew each other as each other. Now they're getting back to that after all that time. So, um, you know, getting to know yourself. I think you always knew yourself, but it's just a matter of saying, all right, what, what, who am I now with all this time without having to, you know, I wear my drawers around the house as I wish, all that type of <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Nah. Something else you got to put me on the game, too, because I know you um you helped, you helped with your niece um as, as she was going through the different stages of growing up. So something you gotta put me mm-hmm. on to that because the first time I experienced it as a parent was um this summer. My 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 daughter went to um a summer camp with you know kids her age and then there's you know there's older groups of kids as well all the way up to teenagers. So she's hearing conversations, she's hearing music that's you know more mature for her, more like advanced for her. But um I think there was one day where the bus was dumb late and she knows her grandmother's number by heart. My, my daughter got a crazy memory like just it's kind of like. I, photographic actually almost but she memorized her grandmother's phone number and so she called her grandmother because the fo- the i don't know because the, the they were like yo you know like you want to call your call somebody's parents or whatever we'll call your parents for you if you don't know they you know if we don't have their number on file if you know their number let us know and i guess her homegirl like one of her friends had a cell phone and she called her grandmother from that but it really made me think like these kids got cell phones like <laughs> you know what i'm saying I, I i know what i can see on a cell phone it's like so you imagine like what kids can see and it's like how do i even go into that it's like it's not even like i could be like well i don't want her to have a phone because it's like 
it's more of a realization to realize I got no less control of the situation than I, I ever could have thought I had. Because it's like, as much as I can keep her away from it, it's like her friends are going to have these things. The other kids, she goes to, you know what I mean, an after-school program with older kids. You know, it's, 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 I won't say it's like hood in a bad way, but it's not suburban. There are, you know what I'm saying? It's it's in the inner city, so it's like there are certain things she's gonna be exposed to. Um, and it's like, how you deal with that, bro? Like, how do you how do you approach it? Give up? Yeah, give up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no hope for you, bro. It is what it is. Nah, well, firstly, the, them phone. Well, y'all got your own values. You you have your values values in your home. I don't know whether or not your daughter got a phone now, but uh, if tablet, right she now, got tablet. She got a tablet? Yeah. Like she takes to school and stuff? No, no, no. She don't take it to school. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, reinforce your values. Like this, you know, a phone. Yeah, your friends got phones. We don't got, you don't got a phone right now. It is what it is. And, um, but beyond that, there's parental controls on some of them phones. People don't know about it. Apps and shit. You might have to pay for it. I, I don't know. I know Apple. Not everybody want to buy an 8, 9, 10-year-old Apple uh, iPhone or whatever. But Just for the parental have, control, right? <laughs> iOS, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's actually pretty dope because you have the, um, what's it called, like uh, screen time and like the different parental controls on what they could access, all that type of stuff. Mm. I think it's a lot, oh, moreover, I think it's a lot of like just talking to them, framing the world how you need them to frame the world because the information is going to come at them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, your daughter's experience and stuff. And honestly, the only way to not expose her to some of that information is to not expose her to that stuff. You know, that's fine for a lot of parents. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's fine for you. I don't want to put words in your mouth. (laughs) No, well, (laughs) you you can't. Like, I've heard people say that they homeschool their kids because – their kids are leaving for eight days and their kid not eight days, excuse me, eight hours out the day and that that those eight eight hours they're uh susceptible to the influence of someone else. Um right. and their values and stuff like that. So I'm not on the level of extremist homeschooling and I just know I grew up in, you know, we grew up in Brooklyn. I knew what I knew by third grade. I knew what I knew by fourth grade. I knew, you know what I'm saying, what I acted on. So I'm not gonna say and act naive and you know, like, even with TV shows that'll come on, is it'll be on Disney Channel, so you think it's cool, but then you got to realize, like, all right, well, it's made for preteens, so it's going to have themes of dating, crushes on boys, things like that, which isn't the end of the world. It's more so it's that well, my concern is, like, the music that she's exposed to. Like, she's, like, on the bus, they listen to The Breakfast Club on the way to camp. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even listen to breakfast club with you in the car. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, it's, it's hilarious though, because I was hooked on hot 97. Uh, at that age, at, right? Yeah. yeah. You say like, eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I was hooked. Like I couldn't listen to it. And no one had any problems with it. Yeah. No, it is what it is. Yeah, and that's what I think too, is going to come down to communication. It's like, I guess before I was a parent, I thought I could kind of autopilot it. Like, Give them a roof over their head, give them clothes, give them something. But you're really going to have to sit down and have these conversations and let your, know, let your kid know what they are going to be exposed to, how you expect them to handle themselves in these situations, you know what I mean? How you expect them to move. And then, I guess, you know, like even the stuff that you can't prepare them for, you know, just the expectation that you have of them and just the expectation, I guess, they should have for themselves, the self-respect, the the ability to make their own decisions and not follow the crowd, you know. Like, my mom, I used to yeah. hear it all the time, be a leader, not a follower, to the point I'd make fun of it. But it was like, yeah, it's true, because a lot of niggas are sitting in jail for being followers, you know what I mean, right now. And, you know what I mean? And, and then on the, on the flip side of it, a lot of people followed the right people and was able to find success in their life. So it's really just the yeah. crowd you keep yourself around. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, a lot of leaders are in prison too. That's true. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they done started some organizations themselves. <laughs> but yeah, I feel you know. I think talking about the eventually you're gonna have to talk about the world. Uh, some people wait until their kids an adult even, um, but probably preferably at some point well before she leaves the crib. Uh, you know, if it's at 18. I think that's a big part of it, just just having those conversations. Like, listen, you're going to see this, or maybe you have already seen something. This is what the deal is. This is what my experience tells me. This is what I I need you to think about it because you're still under my house living by my values. So I think that's the key. Yeah. Uh, Man, I don't know if you caught. I was watching the the UFC last night. I was up late watching that Usman uh, versus Edwards, that was a good little fight, man. A little fifth round knockout. That shit got crazy last night. But it was it, it was funny because um, I haven't watched UFC in the crib in a minute, and I think it's it's just funny when you got that energy of sports. Like I, you know, it's basketball's not season, football's not season, and uh, like my girl's chilling. She's not interested in it at all. But I think just the sound of like a grown man just having that WWF energy in the in the, <laughs> in the crib, eleven o'clock at night, twelve o'clock at night, like oh. Like you know what I'm saying? It just it's yeah. a great energy to have in the house. It was a great UFC like night too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes that energy could you know make your lady go. Yeah, it sounds like something too fun is going on in there. I'm gonna <laughs> shut this shit down. Why do they enjoying themselves too much? <laughs> I, hear, I hear too much merriment and just <laughs> elation in there. Let's see if the hell's going on. Nah, but I love that about UFC, though. Like, oh, I guess sports in general, man, just how they could just bring that out of you. Like, like literally the fight last night was homeboy was losing. He was getting his, he was, he was doing the first round. And by the, by the fourth, fifth round, he was like, he was counting him out. He was like, yo, it's just a matter of time. These minutes going to run out. He got a, a good kick to the head on Uzman, knocked him, knocked him out. (laughs) Knocked him out. Like, yo, UFC, I would say the dope thing about them from a business standpoint is that you do not get highlights from them in the probably 48 hours out from when. From, from when the event happened. So, like, all I saw was an Instagram post of Usman on the floor just, like, dead. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> just days looking like he on vacation or something, but he just got knocked the fuck out. I, I don't know. I just see him laying there, so I don't know what, what happened, but I depended on you to give me the blow-by-blow. Yeah, nah, it was, it was fire, man. It was... Shout out to uh, Edwards, uh, nice little underdog story. They said some some dude bet, like, 40 grand right before the fight, too, and he, I think he walked away with 160 um, on that, so <laughs> crazy. Be smart with your money out there, man. But yo, I know we strapped for time, Keith. So you know we got to get into what we get into. One, my favorite segment, man. Have you heard? Uh huh. Connected. I got a quest. And the question I ask you is, how bad you want to know? I hear headlines. I bring them to the table, and I ask my dog Keith if he's heard. Keith, have you heard? Deshaun Watson is suspended for 11 games for the way that he moved uh, when hang, when when around massage therapists and uh, inappropriate actions that he's been accused of. Um, I don't think anything, he hasn't been like in, in a court of law, right? Nothing's been proven, right? Not a definitely not a criminal court. And he settled a bunch of them. I don't know if there's still anything hanging out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to actually say that he did anything, but he's he has been accused by dozens of massage therapists of um, inappropriate actions and, and just you know sexual assault in some of these cases. Um, no jury has said he's done it. Let me say that because I think he's settled the civil cases so far. Okay. Okay. Um, and even I know with, with like interviews, I seen him do this week. He hasn't. He's not really like apologetic in the sense of saying like, "Yo, I'm sorry for what I did" or admitting anything. So, which is probably to the advice of his lawyers because he still has yeah. civil cases out there. Civil- 
civil cases is different. They were like, yeah, you see, he apologized. That yeah. means he, you know, <laughs> give it up, give it up. But um, yeah. one, have you heard? And I guess how you feel like. And to answer that, like I'm a father of a daughter, and I would be pissed the fuck off. I don't care how skilled you are at any sport that you're coming back to a league where you're making millions of dollars after being accused by dozens of women of the same thing of predatory behavior. Um, so I guess as the son of a, uh, sorry, as a father of a son of, of a young man, um, how does it make you feel? And I guess how does this like affect in any way, shape, or form? I guess how you would raise your kid, and how you would tell him to move forward. I think things like this really make you say all right, i i have a spiel to give my son like i have to it has to be edited i'm sure that if you could imagine almost like in, in the man's library if there was there were one to exist it would have the 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 speech you give to your son about his sexual conduct i'm sure in 1950 it went one way i know in about 19 you know late 90s when i was getting it the, the joint was a lot about you seen Tupac and Mike Tyson right mm-hmm. you watch you, you know watch your friends now it's going to be a little bit different. Like, listen, this is what you, how you treat a person. This is how not to treat them. This is, you know, no means no. Yes means yes. Uh, if, you know, if they're incapacitated, all, all these different things just from things that I've seen personally, but then also uh, things like Deshaun Watson and some of these other cats. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to mention names because I don't want to put Deshaun Watson in any put, – put him in any particular stratosphere as anyone else. But it, it makes you learn a lot. Like, yo, this dude – in a weird way, like as a man, and haven't spoke to a lot of men, like I I know dudes like Deshaun Watson, meaning that I could see how he got into that situation because I've heard stories mm-hmm. similar to that. Not necessarily with expensive massage therapists, but dudes who who thought that would be like, yo, I'm I'm the man for whatever. He's a football player, and I hired this person and it's a massage therapist. Of course, like there's no problem. You, Conduct myself in a certain way, but you know, there it could is. even be cultural, right? Peyton Manning, Antonio Brown got in trouble with the same thing, right? Right, mm-hmm. right, exactly. So it could exactly. be a cultural thing with just within the sports, professional, uh, football, maybe even on the college level, um, which is when I think Peyton got in trouble for it. But it's just, it really is, it sucks for these young ladies that are put in these positions. Like, I always think that when I look at these sidelines, especially more so on the college sidelines, and I, you see like this cute girl handing out waters, and I'm like, I wonder what she has to hear. <laughs> or I wonder what she has to like deal with. Or I wonder, you know what I'm saying? Or are they just like, yo, just we don't we can't even look at this girl because we look at her the wrong way. I might lose my scholarship. You know what I mean? I always wonder about that dynamic and how it how it goes down. Um Well, you, you remember when uh I don't know if Deion Sanders necessarily told dudes about stuff like this, but when he brought in um Brit Brittany Renner. Brittany Renner, yeah. Yeah, and like kind of gave them a talk like, yo, this is how you have to move. Like this is the stuff that you know, this is for this talk is for you young men who is, uh, you know, the cream and a crop uh, of the campus. Like, you you know, you're ball players. And, uh, yeah, man, the child shit is crazy, <coughs> man. There's a lot crazy. of chicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 20, 20, what's, the, what's the number at 23? Anything past two is <laughs> yeah. a little wild. Like, could you imagine, like, if. <laughs> What's the wildest thing someone can say about? I mean, I like like what you're burning or something like that, or you got a small dick or something. You know what I'm saying? Now, if one person says it, you can deny it. <laughs> <laughs> once two people say two. it, you might have to come up with a strategy about both of them. <laughs> like, yeah, I know some dirt about these chicks, <laughs> but three, <Mm-mm. laughs> and they don't know each other. 
two is almost insurmountable. Like you have to be nice with it to 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 get past two. Word up. Accusations of anything that where the the same pattern is followed. Like if they're like, oh Keith, what he does is that he comes to your house and just snatches your planting chips and bounces, and then somebody else says, yeah, you know this dude came to our house and snatched up some planting chips. Was his name Keith? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh damn man, they know me. They sitting there the like, yo, they telling bandit. my whole strategy, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, this joint is, this is, oh, man, this is a, man. Well, we going to keep it moving, man. You just mentioned uh, Brittany Renner. From one Brittany to another brings us to our next story, man. Uh, another Brittany, not the one you expecting, though. Brittany Spears is actually in the news this time. She is beefing with her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, and they doing a back-and-forth thing, trying to make each other look bad in the media. It's real corny. Um... But <laughs> she she wanted to come out. Basically, Kevin was like, yo, the, the boys don't want to chill with her. She's half naked on Instagram all the time. There's some embarrassing they got to deal with in school. And her comeback to that was like, yo, you know, kids is acting ungrateful, da-da-da-da-da. Actually, let me read you the exact tweet because <laughs> it's kind of funny the way she the way she did it. But she goes, basically, you know, like, these kids, is they acting a little ungrateful? But if we really want to break it down, um... Kevin Federline raised those boys with more weed in the house than Ludacris, 50 Cent, Jay-Z, and Puff Daddy combined. <laughs> it sounds she, like she has somebody to write that for her. <laughs> but she's like catching backlash, right? Because, yeah. one, I don't think any of those artists, maybe Ludacris, are known for smoking weed. <laughs> I don't, um, and then, two, they're all black artists. Like, 50 Cent, I don't I don't believe smokes weed at all. Jay-Z doesn't publicly smoke weed. I'm, Puff Daddy's not known for smoking weed. She went for, like, the four most famous black people she knew. <laughs> and they're like, just like, yo, they must be using drugs. But, 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 but uh, shout-outs to Kevin Federline, because, like, he, like, she tripped into that. Like, he, he didn't even have to give a response. Like, he, it, it was like judo, and, like, somebody, like, he used somebody's body weight against them to pull them down or some shit. Like, that's exactly what happened. He's like... The best thing you've ever said to me when I was going through my go-through with uh, my kid's mom was you was like, yo, it's like mental jujitsu. It's like, <laughs> it's like she's using you against you. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, man. That, that's what happened with Kevin Fett. Like, he just... He, he didn't even can't. He probably didn't even say nothing. He said, "All right, you, y'all seen it." <laughs> <laughs> she said it. <laughs> she said it. Four black dudes that don't smoke weed. They didn't even say Snoop, which was an easy one. Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Nelson. I just keep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, but basically, you know, she's got tweets like, "So everyone is just ignoring how uh, hashtag Britney Spears assumed a bunch of black rappers are smoking weed." And compared successful black millionaires to a sperm factory, no job having baby daddy. <laughs> um, it's, and you know, the thing is, though, and I can't even get at Britney's been locked up kind of for like years. Like, who knows how much she yeah. really might think those is the top artists in the game right now. <laughs> like, she's been under lock and key for the longest time. She's like, yo, this is a good tweet right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She probably typed him and said, let me put a new artist in here 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, <laughs> yo, man, her situation's messed up, but man, that's that's a messed up thing to write. Yeah, yeah, we wish Britney the best, man, and and, and just stay off of Twitter or social media. You know we should I mean? have a challenge. Like, if you were to, like, if Twitter were out in 1996, mm-hmm. we should just tweet shit like as if we were in 1996 with those sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Never work anywhere again. <laughs> Britney's just locked in the 90s. I didn't even think about it. You're right. <laughs> she definitely is. Uh, Keith, have you heard Swiss Beats and Timbaland sued Trilla for $28 million over Versus Rap Battle deal? 
Um, in January 2022, uh, Trilla failed to make large payments to Swizz and Timberland, um, but then the company agreed in a settlement that required Trilla to pay $18 million, $9 million each to uh, Swizz and Timberland by March 2020, and a million per month for the following 10 months. Trilla has not made any of those payments, and uh, Swizz Beats and Timberland have taken them to court. Is Trilla even, is, uh, sorry, is Versus even a thing anymore? It's enough of a thing, but I feel as if like a lot of comedy, too much comedy is coming from it. I, su- I suspect that if they do continue with Versus, mm-hmm. that they're going to have to start vetting these dudes because coming out of the pandemic, they were going after volume and they were losing that quality because mm-hmm. you see all the memes that came out of the Omarion joint, the Omarion, the one with Ray, Ray J, J and yeah. Bobby, I think Baba Valentino was there or something like that. Yeah. Um, which I heard they start, they all start in a group now too. Um, <laughs> but like, no, nah, it, it's weird. But I heard they pay the artists now, which you, you would think would incentivize more people to do it. But I think a lot of people aren't incentivized to do it. Like, no one wants to catch. It's like this. It's like boxing. It's like UFC is cool because you gotta fight, right? Like you gotta, you gotta show up and and we'll do what they they tell you to do. But boxing, you could turn some shit down because you don't want to yeah. get embarrassed. You could wait till a nigga suck to try to fight him. And I think that's what rappers are looking at. Like, I don't want to catch. I don't want no. Like, I like Dipset, but they didn't look the best in that battle with the locks. Word. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you could come out of it looking a little crazy. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that. Yeah, man. Diddy, I think Diddy's supposed to do one with Jermaine Dupree. Um, but it's, it's like it's just. I've heard about that for like a long time. Yeah. Yeah, they've been, they've been trying to get it together. And even Diddy said it like, I don't want to do it as a versus. And he tried to use the excuse like, because well, because Swizz and Tim are beefing with Trilla right now. He's like, we need to do it as a celebration. I was like, that sound like a, that sound like a cop out. <laughs> like Listen, cop I feel out. it. I feel it, man. I, it's like how Eddie Murphy doesn't he doesn't want to do the stand up until it's right. Like if yeah. you hear about Jermaine Dupri and P Diddy, and you you were born and you were born before 1989, you're like, yo, that shit is gonna be crazy. <laughs> but if it ain't crazy, if it, if it's some old somebody has a technical issue like Babyface or some shit, then it's like, yo. Yep. You got, yeah. Yeah. One thing I learned about myself this week is I don't get excited for a lot of things because I hate the I hate the feeling of disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally don't get happy about shit until it's already happened. Until I'm in the middle of it, go, it's already going on. Keith, I know we strapped for time and um, you got a roll. But where can my people find you at on, on uh, social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore thirty five. Got you, got you. Tell your people they can find me on Instagram at plickapeasy. P l i c c a p e e z y. You can also find me on Twitter at uh, DJ Playboy. Yo, funny quick story about Twitter. I just realized there's a little thing in there that say likes. I was looking at somebody's page and I was like, I hit the button that say likes. And it was showing me a bunch of shit they liked. And I was like, does that shit do that for my page too? (laughs) 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 I had to like go back, scrub my shit. (laughs) Yo, that's that that Instagram joint. When they came out, when they came out with a feature that nobody can't see your likes. I can't remember how it works exactly. Mm -hmm. I probably done misunderstood how it really worked but the dudes is like what oh man I'm liking everything now there's a lot of dudes who was wiped up that <laughs> I was like I'm not like liking anything. nothing exactly <laughs> but yo man um, also find us um, 
on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio, um, right there on Insta. Um, follow the website www.perfecttalkpodcast for every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, my radio show, The Night Shift, and also the radio show I do with my brother, Money Talks Radio. Every episode of Perfect Talk available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, wherever your podcasts are available. Uh, Keith, I ain't gonna hold you up, man. I see you gotta run, but yo, say goodbye to the people, man, and thank you for giving us some time today, brother. Peace, peace. We up out of here, y'all.